0: Mm, okay. Indeed.
1: Yeah. Okay. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Liverpool Strength Company. Are you walking on a treadmill in a nameless gym? It's better than fucking doing nothing, but it's not the best thing you could do. Hey, Amen. Uh, do the staff look like they really probably want to be somewhere else? Have you even mm-hmm. spoken to any of the staff or have you just gone through like a little turnstile? Um, do you want to feel like, do you want to get in great shape and actually enjoy your time exercising? And you could probably do with getting in touch with Liverpool Strength, head to www.liverpoolstrengthco.co.uk and book a call to see how the Liverpool Strength Co. can help you. As part of the gym, you get access to knowledgeable and caring strength coaches who will work with you to set goals that you want and we'll show you the path to achieve them. So stop pissing about in the gym, stop walking on treadmills, stop doing all the pointless shit that you're probably doing right now, and go to www.liverpoolstrengthco.co.uk and let's take it from there and stop living the pube life. The life?
0: Like the walk yeah. the path to enlightenment?
1: Who's next? Walk the path next? To these gains, bitch. Okay, <laughs> this episode... <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> There's the title sword. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Crosby Coffee. Uh, do you need to be awake? Do you like the taste and smell of fucking delicious coffee? Like I added the fucking in there because I just want to emphasize how nice it is. As well as enjoying the process of making a great tasting, satisfying coffee. If that sounds like you then head over to CrosbyCoffee.co.uk, click on subscriptions to see how you can get delicious coffee delivered directly to your door. There's a variety of coffees from all over the world, ethically sourced, delivered directly to you every month. You simply choose which type suits you, sit back, wait for your delivery and enjoy. It's a super flexible account with skippable delivery, well, skippable deliveries and the option to reorder your favorites. So it's basically a no brainer for coffee lovers and also fans of the postal service. Mm-hmm. Enter code misgroove 10 for 10% off your subscription forever. That's misgroove 10 spelled M-I-S-G-R-O-O-V-E and the number 10 for 10% off your subscription forever and you won't be disappointed.
0: Forever and ever, a man.
1: Forever and ever and ever, unless you uh, cancel it, in which case I'll come round to your fucking house and I'll my some nitwits and n- n- the EFX head down your fucking throat. Uh, uh,
0: it's been a
1: lot. It's been a long day. So yeah, go it's uh, cosmicoffee.co.uk. Click on subscriptions, put the code in, get ten percent off forever, and enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> That was aggressive. The hard
0: sell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I was I was watching a thing on uh, NFTs earlier, uh, and it, and turns out all terrible. So welcome to the NFT podcast. Shit. Ah, we know the Miss Groove podcast with me, Michael Casey, and um, uh, Martin. Martin, how are you? Hello, how you doing? How you getting on?
1: Alright mate, um, yeah. I always like this introduction
0: bit because we've been talking beforehand and I just reintroduce right. you again, just <laughs> even though we've been talking to each other for like 5-10 minutes beforehand. How is the world Doth treating you? I'm putting it's Doth okay. in because I'm
1: fancy. Doth, yeah. Old, old timey. Oh yeah. Good
0: morrow Good sir. <laughs> Good morrow to you.
1: That always reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, the film Role Models. Yeah. Where they go and do the LARPing. Good good morrow. <laughs> good morrow. <laughs> I can
0: was it then they take uh, your man uh Stifler goes out and tries to sleep with a girl, but by taking a load of sleeping pills? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you gotta stay, you gotta stay. <laughs> uh, but I thought because uh you know, you have a great many duties in this world now. I want to jump straight duties. in duties. <laughs> yeah. I think we probably have already talked about uh, babies and poop on this podcast at some mm. stage and probably is a topic we shall return to but I've been looking you know I don't know if you've been looking at you know the news and you know there's this stuff going on in the world there's you know wars and parties and things and such yeah. what I've been looking at though and has really interested me and to, to talk about this I have to break obviously the first rule and that kills me is we have to talk about Fight Club.
1: Yeah. I, I have you seen the latest
0: is... news about Fight Club?
1: Yeah. Um, so China has perfectly within... <laughs> <laughs> to
0: our big Chinese audience. Like yeah. <laughs> uncle, our Uncle G, our Uncle G always gets us <laughs> out of a tight spot. Really appreciate all he does for us. Um, but so essentially I have it written here right in front of me. That they have they have changed the uh, the outcome as you can imagine what people have described possibly you know accidentally as an authoritarian state you know allegedly an authoritarian state God just imagine getting sued by China fuck um, they've changed the ending of uh, of of Fight Club you know because they spoiler alert blow up the banks people's credits erased. You know it's really it really is a fuck the system movie which is why I don't know about you but 13 year old me couldn't get enough of it. Mm. Yeah. Uh and which is why I imagine you've had a few people whenever you've gone and whenever they've come into the gym to say and you said what do you want out of this? What do you want to look like or who do you want you know, how do you want this to go and they won't go I want to look like Brad Pitt and fight club. You're like well that's that's yeah. Brad Pitt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When when you look when you look back at, at like Brad Pitt, and this is obviously, his, doesn't, I don't intend this to be like sort of skinny shaming, but mm. it's just he's literally like he's quite skinny, yeah. He's really. a, he must he, be about 60
0: like, kilos, something like that. For exactly, I imagine yeah, an like average
1: he, height guy, he's very, very small in that uh, in in that film. And obviously, there's those are the ones where he's like sort of you know, he's beefed out a bit, bit
0: in Troy and yeah, things like, like that, a, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Which
0: is actually, Jack, I watched that again actually a couple Troy. months ago yeah pretty good film but the chinese right have have decided in their infinite wisdom uh to 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 change the ending because obviously you know their system's pretty good and you wouldn't want anybody Mm. getting any other ideas so Mm. i've got here so as the um so that he has the fight and he shoots himself and all this kind of stuff you know all that Uh, As the as the explosions in the in the last shot, as the explosions are about to go off in the banks in the distance, um, a message pops up just on a black screen. And this is the translation. Through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from hospital in
1: 2012.
0: <laughs> Which like, is just like that like that was done on a Friday afternoon. How do we re-edit yeah. it?
1: Fucking title my, card. It'll be fine. My my favorite was um the thing that said it was kind of like you know the Poochie episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically what he's done. Was it
0: Poochie left the planet? Poochie left to go to his home planet, but died, died along the life
1: on the way back to his home planet.
0: <laughs> like that was such, was such a that was such a Friday night or early Monday morning <laughs> thing of like oh fuck it it'll do. It's a pretty that,
1: crazy one when, when you think about it, like with, uh, for like China to even be like sort of considering, you know, shit, like allowing that film to be shown, showing it. I... the 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 only the only really like they only allow like sort of like is it like six or between six and ten like Western films to be released every that... year, like the like new ones. So it's like it was the whole thing with like the one of the newer Fast and Furious ones because there was murder with uh the uh, wrestler whose name oh uh john cena and it, then he yeah, d- he did like a big apology to in, in mandarin yeah which is fucking insane cuz have you seen that like he he's yeah. like he's fluent in it that's ridiculous that
0: but he, i like did he refer to um <laughs> chinese taipei as it were as a country, definitely not yeah, like not yeah. you know the place that is <laughs> uh, yeah Taiwan. yeah yeah. Jesus Martin are you trying to get a fucking holy shit now Fuck, we're fucked now we can have a go at, we can have a go at their weightlifters a bit but we can't have a go at Chinese Taipei okay like and that's that's the that's the nobody sent me any emails or nobody has knocked on my door from any embassy to tell me you know I just think the Chinese Taipei is Chinese Taipei you know <laughs> help uh but to go from, uh, just cause I've got a few bits, a few bits, like, uh, you know, I've like notes the length of my qubit. That's for all you ancient Egyptian measuring fans right there, no, using a qubit. And okay, well that one, they're not all winners, all right. Uh, that was, I've also been doing a little bit of uh, I, I do, you know the way I have a little bit of a thing, and I think we all do for uh, military animals,
1: yeah, or well, animals well, with jobs. Oh well, yeah, like you can't. There's no escaping that. Like, if ev- ev- everyone appreciates like some kind of militarized dolphin, let's yeah, be honest. like ev- everyone fucking loves that.
0: Have you heard about yeah. the uh, the cats that were spies? <laughs> Ish, right, Ish. right. So, in the 1960s, the CIA, you know, perennial good guys uh yeah. launched what was known as
1: great bunch of lads Oh,
0: uh, t- i'm gonna get another knock on the door they're gonna turn up at the same yeah. time
1: yeah.
0: hi 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 uh, do you want to shoot him or will i um uh, okay, yeah operation acoustic kitty okay so if you imagine right it's the height of the cold war right uh Who's in part? I don't know who was in part of the time. Probably uh, Khrushchev, I would imagine, at that stage. Now, you don't have the internet, you don't have smartphones, but you want to hear what's going on. And if you can imagine getting into the Kremlin, a little bit difficult, right? So at this stage, the CIA fucking genuinely decides their best attempt at doing it. Well, not their best attempt, but one of the ideas they were going down was to. Uh, so hold on, let me just uh, in a quote. Uh, in an hour-long procedure, a veterinary surgeon implanted a microphone into the cat's ear canal and a small radio transmitter at the base of its skull and a thin wire into its fur. also think the transmitter might have been in its tail in another source of red. Right. They fucking just hooked up a cat as a... And then they attempted to... I don't know if you've ever met a cat, but they attempted to train the cat to go and listen to conversations. So... Uh, this is only like there's only so much out, you i on this as you can imagine. There's so much that would they, could train, be bu- would
1: they train it in English or in Russian? Well, they train in, it in
0: Russian, they? well because if it gets trained in Russian, it's probably going to end up drinking vodka and dying. You know, if you if you look at any of you know, Russian, you know a lot of Russian sort of Soviet history is very much kind of like everyone was drunk while they did it. Like, <laughs> note the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Um, which is why that worked out so well for everybody involved. Well, to be fair, when it comes to the Americans and their invasion of Afghanistan, they might as well have been drunk. It would have been a bit more fun for them. Uh, so, right. The uh, so they, they they get this cat. They quote unquote train it. Uh the first acoustic kitty mission was to eavesdrop on two men in a park outside the Soviet compound in Washington Avenue in Washington DC. This is they're, they're starting it in the home turf. They've got some Soviet agents they think are sitting by a bench. Uh the cat was released by, nearby but was hit, hit and allegedly killed by a taxi almost immediately. <laughs> like <laughs> right apparently that was in the sixty. 60- the project was apparently cancelled in nineteen sixty seven, uh, and apparently, do you want to know how much it cost? In nineteen sixty seven dollars. Yeah. Twenty million.
1: Fucking no. hell. Yeah,
0: like, that's, that's why they don't deep. have free healthcare. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I really, I've got, ca- I've got cancer. Can you please help? Like, <laughs> you know, I've worked, you know, I've worked hard all my life. You know, can somebody please help me out here? My insurance won't pay for it. Oh, well we the government can't, why not? We've got Dave's had an idea. We're gonna fucking sew a microphone into a cat, then we'll train it to go up and it'll just sit there very nonchalantly. Also, can you imagine a microphone in 1967? To sew that into a cat's ears.
1: Like the, the size of the cat, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Like that thing's gonna it probably I imagine it would have come up just with you know like the uh the cone of shame.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, just neutered, just just sitting there like, oh, that poor cat's neutered and just sitting looking at us suspiciously. And also, uh, you, I imagine probably blinking with lights and stuff on it as well. Uh, apparently, yeah. Then it was yeah, the equipment was taken out of a cat and uh, put into a second one, and it was tried for the second time. And the, the second cat, I don't think it recorded anything, but it quote lived a long and happy life afterwards. So it was taken out eventually but right, yeah. how are you going to go to other cats and go, <laughs> go oh yeah, by the way, yeah. You know, so uh, have you had good any life stories? Yeah, one time yeah. I woke up when I was fucking beeping. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was not practical. The project was disclosed in 2001 uh, when some CIA documents were declassified. But, uh, so that's what the CIA were up to in the Cold War. And I thought I would just sprinkle that little not information on to you there, which brings me on to sort of. Then, in,
1: in those days, like in uh, in those days, like, they, they'd literally consider anything, wouldn't they? Like they would yeah, try, they they'd try anything to sort of like get the upper hand or like get the, they probably still do the same thing now. Where like there's like what uh, like Twitter troll farms in yeah uh, in Russia and all kinds of stuff like that. Um Using yeah, actual is, trolls, yeah. It's it is it is quite interesting to uh, to like t- to consider things like that, like how, because it's not really that much different today. It's just that the tools that they use are a bit different. So if if we take if we apply that kind of thinking to the whole uh, sort of COVID situation, because <laughs> actually and it ties in with Russia as well. Um, I can't remember who was telling me about this the other day. But there was like a thing called the russian flu in the i think it started in like the 1800s right um right And i'm probably going to butcher this but they assumed that uh it was along the at the, along the, the same time that something was getting developed i can't remember exactly what it was um and rather than blaming the, um, rather than blaming you know like the air that you breathe, yeah, or whatever and particles and airborne bits yeah. and pieces, and yeah, you were blaming some new technology, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's kind of like okay, oh no, you know, blaming five G <laughs> <laughs> for uh, our good for COVID. <laughs> so it's it's one of those that like the history does repeat itself. You can kind of, it's it's basically the same script template, so it's, just with different characters. So it's it's it it's it, it's idiots all the way down. Oh yeah, yeah. Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, it's like I yeah just go I I just I can well believe that, but like I imagine that they probably are doing some something relatively similar to that now, aren't there? Where they're just going like. There's somebody in a room somewhere, and it's their out, the, out of the you know out the box thinking ideas. Where it's like, yeah, what if we uh, what if we taught you know, taught a pigeon how to tweet, um, or you know, yeah. also, oh, no, to...
1: it wasn't it wasn't the eighteen hundreds. It was the um, it was nineteen seventy seven. Last Holy... until
0: nineteen seventy nine. Um, thank yeah. Do you, weirdly enough, thank God the uh, USSR was a was relatively closed off at that point yeah you know you couldn't really it was you know, you know, relatively similar to although that would have been uh maybe I could be talking about B R C, but that could have been in the middle of the taunt so you might have been able to get in and night but if people weren't going in and night you probably could have um yeah it probably was contained quite well so hold on i'm actually i think it might actually be shilling for authoritarianism there so yeah hold on whoopsie uh it happened again Oh, uh, I ended up being very left wing, right wing, whatever way you, way you want to look at it. But, you know, but like, I want to talk to you about an actual military animal, though. OK, so this one's a little bit of a little bit of a jaunt. So go through me on this. Allow me to paint a picture for you, if you will. OK, so this thing in, uh, in the Second World War II, which sometimes I say should be the Fourth World War, but that's just me. Uh, there's a battle called the Battle of Tawara,
1: just as a, as a little Tarawa, sort of sorry. sidebar on that, like, yeah, it'd be like World War fucking 25,000 or something like that, wouldn't it? Really?
0: Well, it depends. Like, I go, uh, I go pretty hard in on like the uh, the uh, you know, like the War of 1812, mm. pretty much a world war, the Seven Years' War pretty much a world war uh but you know that's pretty much just uh, me being an arsehole about semantics of things like Going, yeah well technically uh just go fuck yourself michael shut the fuck up just call it what it's called it's war it's shit it doesn't matter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 the only thing is that it the, the world war ii makes it sound like the better and in color sequel uh which is a little bit kind of funky But there's a, right, so set the scene. There's this thing called the Battle of uh, Tarawa. So the, the Americans did, you know, the island hopping thing where they invaded one place, invaded another, invaded another. Tarawa is this, like, tiny little island. I think it's, like, a mile across. It's fucking tiny, and it's flat as get out. Some Japanese are stationed there, and the U.S. Marines are told to invade it. The Japanese have been there for ages. It's flat, it's tiny. They can basically set themselves up to defend it really, really well. It uh, it becomes a bloodbath for the Americans and it's kind of not one of the most talked about uh, uh, battles. Like You'll hear of like, Iwo Jima, Okinawa, things like that because it was a decent sized island that they had to throw bodies at, but they got it done. This was a tiny little speck of land that they took but it cost the lives of six thousand men it's horrific okay so that let me just paint that scene for you okay so this this is the story of what i'm referring to as sergeant duck and the reason i'm referring to it as sergeant duck is Man, that oh, i'm all in right is that the uh, the duck has a name that i'll say once because i hadn't heard this before but it's i believe it's pronounced C-wash. S I, W A S H, and yeah. that is apparently a uh, a term like a uh, like a pejorative term or uh, it's if for Native Americans. It's okay. you know quite oh, okay. quite bad. Like so I'm going to refer term, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to refer to it as like Sergeant Duck or the Duck. Yeah. So I've said that once just as context because if I can, I'm going to avoid slurs. Uh You know when we when, when you you
1: when appropriate yeah.
0: Yeah, so that battle that I told you about, that bloodbath where six thousand men died to take this, t- and I mean a tiny speck of land, involved eighteen thousand people, eighteen thousand mm-hmm. men, and one duck. So let me take you, uh, take you through this. Uh, so uh, Sergeant Francis Pappy Fagan. Won the duck at a raff or in a raffle at a tavern in New Zealand before you know, while they were getting ready to go out to sea, <laughs> according to a Marine newspaper, the duck uh it was named you know pejorative term for na- Native Americans uh this duck would uh, accompany this Sergeant Fagan everywhere, and he became the the division's the Marine division's mascot. So, first point. The soldiers also loved feeding her bear. She wouldn't touch draft bear. She would only have warm and out of a bottle. This duck was just rocking around, getting shitted with a Marine Corps, right? Yeah. So, which is like yo, know, which is absolutely fantastic. So, but they take her out to sea with her. Right. And I absolutely love this because uh the duck would follow them onto this bloodbath of a battle. They took it onto the landing craft with them. Now, when it came to the landing on Tawara, he essentially, like, they you knew the landing craft used in, like, D-Day, the ones with the flappy down doors. They would essentially, they got, like, stuck on reefs. These guys had, like, get out of them and, like, wade into shore. But the Japanese are sitting there just mowing people, like, mowing people down with, um, uh, with machine guns. Absolutely just, it's a bloodbath. It's horrific. And somebody's getting off with his duck. Right? Uh was it the Marines claimed the duck would quote jump into a foxhole the minute the Marines left? Uh we value he- uh, they thought it was a he. We value him too much to eat him. Because besides, we have no sliced oranges to serve with him. Uh, because you know, duck l'orange. Uh, for you know, our view- uh, viewers, listeners who prefer the finer things in life. Uh, during the Battle of Tawara the duck truly proved he had the stuff to be a Marine with bullets and bombs flying. The Marine stormed the beach and the duck followed the moment her webbed hit the feet and sand. She began looking for trouble immediately. The duck locked eyes on a Japanese chicken and ran in pursuit. (laughs) Right. Uh, Where was it? Uh, The, uh, the duck was awarded the purple heart for the fight with the chicken And I'm going to read you the citation, right? This duck got a fucking medal in World War II. So for courageous action and wounds received on Tawara in the Gilbert Islands, November 1943, with utter disregard for his own personal safety, the duck, upon reaching the beach without hesitation, engaged the enemy in fierce combat, namely one rooster of Japanese ancestry, and though wounded on the head by repeated pecs, he soon routed the opposition. He refused medical aid until all his wounded members of his section had been taken care of. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: this duck jumped off a boat, picked out a fucking rooster, and was like, I'm fucking having you. <laughs>
1: That's fucking quality, that. Um, ducks was are the- actually
0: aggressive like, bastards
1: dogs aside but do- ducks are actually my favorite animal um <laughs> so that's actually fucking bang on that like i like that yeah so so he should he should have got a like a what is it they have there the medal of honor yeah like the, like the um a purple heart what? for for in, or for no, they got it, it
0: got it got the purple uh, the purple heart for injuries uh so yeah Apparently, it locked eyes on the Japanese chicken and ran in pursuit. The birds began to engage in combat. The duck took a few hard knocks to the noggin but kept fighting until, according to most most accounts, she defeated the enemy file. As Fagan, the owner, told the Associated Press in 1944, the rooster didn't have a chance. (laughs) Absolutely. uh,
1: That's uh, quackers?
0: Yeah. Also, that wasn't the end of it, mate that wasn't the last battle that the duck was involved in apparently uh, she was in, <laughs> she was part of um two more quote major pacific operations the battle of saipan and the battle of tin tinian uh, during the battle of saipan she just kept watch from the boat because she just fucking yeah. like done in a fucking yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you have a japanese fucking rooster but or chicken i don't know but apparently they did um because also they couldn't really say that the chicken was a civilian because that's a war crime. Um, <laughs> but at Tian, uh, the
1: duck can't, I, quote, they can't accuse him of foul play. <laughs> <laughs> so in
0: this next, just in this next quote, um, I'm going to uh, there's a there's a there's a, a short like insensitive term for Japanese people that I'm not gonna read out because mm. that's kind of a dick move. Um here, quote but a tinan uh, the duck quote hit the beach on D Day and personally captured a tiny uh, duck three <laughs> words because of a J. And you go, going right. why do you think like so it cap <laughs> so it, it killed or beat the shit out of a Jap- a Japanese chicken and then captured a, a
1: Japanese duck. Like he'd, see, he'd seen some things. Like yeah, he'd seen some things.
0: Later that year, the duck returned to the United States and was given a hero's welcome, which included two radio broadcast appearances with a duck. Excellent. Egg, I... <laughs> <laughs> there was a luncheon in her honor as well. So a lot of people went out during the day <laughs> to go and have dinner with a fucking duck.
1: With a duck. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. And uh, uh, for the rest of her life, a problem. Um, She went to live on a uh, Chicago's Lincoln Park Zoo where she was given all the beer she played, uh, where she lived until 1954 when she died of liver problems, which is like
1: (laughs) for a beer drinking duck.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. For a beer drinking (laughs) duck. I'm like, yeah. Plus also that duck, Has seen more combat than anyone, like anyone we know has ever seen. Like three major battles in World War Fucking Two. Like, like, and it had a drinking problem afterward. At a point when they wouldn't say, you know, you know, there was no aftercare for soldiers. They just went, yeah, no, back out you go.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You'll adjust back. It'll be fine. And they and they did the same to that damn duck. (laughs)
1: He wouldn't say boo to a goose, but he'd fuck up some chickens.
0: Yeah, and capture... How does one duck capture another duck?
1: Like, what, do they walk back with them? and just be like... <laughs> it would, like, <laughs> a gun, like that. <laughs> <laughs> just like, how... Like
0: what, like, what was up with that duck that it was just, like... I, I imagine it would have had a flock beforehand or other ducks it would have hung out with. And now it's just like, yeah, lads, I'm way off. I'm gonna, I'm going to war, yeah. and then like, well, everybody else is. It could have flown off at any time, and it just fucked just
1: right stayed. up. Yeah. But that's like that's the thing with like with with animals though. If like you're a, if you keep them around, like dogs are pretty intelligent animals. Like, they'll come over to people because they know that people have bread. That's yeah. obviously. That's obviously something that like happened with dogs, like, obviously evolved from wolves. Yeah. The the ones that survived were the ones that would, you know, be friendly with the humans and wouldn't, you know, attack um, them. Yeah. And, would and then we the attacked them by making protectors. them into pugs. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, which brings me on to a military animal. Um, have you heard of Watchmen?
0: What, the graphic novel?
1: No, no, no. Was Watchmen the, <laughs> the sixth. With with uh, so Watchman is uh, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier, and uh, he's the highest ranking uh, animal in the British Army. Which is at a minute. Oh, no, no, he, uh, he's the he yeah, the highest ranking, uh, the highest ranking uh, animal in the British Army. He's got the Watchman the 6th was presented to the regimental association in September 2018 he is a cousin of Watchman the 5th and took over most duties from his predecessor on the 5th of March 2019 he was promoted to lance corporal on the 5th of March at, I can't even pronounce that a training are you, camp are you are you telling by me lieutenant that lieutenant of staffordshire um yeah so are, are you telling me there's is... people
0: in an armour and an army there are people in an army that have to salute a dog, yeah. Which is just objectively hilarious, and
1: and it's a fucking staffy as well. Which, like, if you read certain uh, news publications, would have you believe that like a staffy sneezing is like the, it's
0: the most the dangerous animal sort of in the world.
1: Throat. yeah, yeah, yeah. I genuinely yeah. think if you had a a normal staffy.
0: Like, and by your quote unquote normal, you know, a staffie that is raised by people who really want a dog and know how to look after a dog and are good with a dog. You're like basic things of owning a staffie. Yeah. That dog would probably be absolutely fucking useless in a war. Yeah. yeah. Because it's just going to want to hang out by its owner and be like, you're going to be in a firefight and this dog's going to go, hey, uh, I know you're kind of in the middle of a thing, but can you rub my belly? Yeah, yeah yeah oh could you like i could <laughs> really do the scratching you're like coming, not now <laughs> Watchman. do
1: you th- want to hear the uh the history of watchmen because it's actually hit me up with you. Uh, so the tradition of the regiments of staffordshire having a staffordshire bull terrier as a mascot started in the 19th century uh, in 1882 the south staffordshire regiment received orders to march with lord worsley to the relief of general gordon under siege in Khartoum, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, it's Khartoum, yeah. Uh, The regiment boarded trains in Cairo with the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, Boxer. However, as the train began to move, the startled Boxer leaped to the tracks and was last seen by the men lying dead or unconscious. The regiment reached a where they waited several days for orders for the final phase of their march, at which point Boxer staggered into the camp, looking very thin and exhausted. He collapsed at the men's feet, having walked over 200 miles through the desert along the rail track to get back to his regiment. It was then that the regiment adopted the tradition of a bull terrier as a mascot, and after the Second World War, the tradition began of giving the mascot the name Watchman. Holy shit! It's fucking crazy, that, isn't it? Like, a dog walked through the fucking... the Egyptian desert, basically, to get back to his fucking... to to his fucking squad. And that's, like... I think that's why I have such an affinity with with Staffies like (laughs) and why why they they probably should lead the army really.
0: (laughs) Well yeah well not their, obviously it's their affinity for humans that you're uh, you're, Mm. their loyalty, not their their partaking in colonialism. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) The dog wasn't behind any decisions. (laughs) He was there for the treats. Oh shit. (laughs) To be fair, if you look at like most of the stuff in the British Museum—that's why the British were there. They—they they weren't there for any good reason. They were there for the treats. <laughs> the Elgin, the Elgin Marbles are basically just, you know, a chew toy. Oh God, that's a that's a stretch, and also an unnecessary GI on my part. But fuck it, it's fun. Uh, so yeah, that's I, some of those. Why part of my thing now would be in a modern they don't if they go out anywhere, they don't take their dog with them, do they? If they go yeah, like I don't a,
1: think so, like he, he does like a lot of ceremonial stuff. Um,
0: you know, and, and I bet he does it well,
1: yeah, yeah, he's a good boy. Um, I think that it, it is, it's mostly like sort of ceremonial stuff and it's to do with like the uh, obviously the Staffordshire regiment,
0: yeah, and they just. Where did they pick i wonder where they picked up a staffy somewhere along the way i don't know yeah <laughs> i wonder no i want i just i wonder they I, I i thought they picked it up in egypt but i can't imagine they actually did because it well, maybe they did i don't know i'll do some reading into it later i'm not gonna we'll not go into the nitty and or possibly even the gritty of it right now but they uh yeah they no so Animals in war is a weird thing. Although God loves the much overlooked horses who have been OG fucking shit up from the start. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we look, you know, we sit there like, oh, there's a dog there. And horses are going, I've been carrying shit for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always reminds me of, God forgive me, but there was a, I always mind, there was a there was a charity and it would put put up ads on the TV. This is years ago. And like animal charities are very important things and they're great things and they do good work. But, but there was one, uh, based in India, and it was like the Donkeys Trust or something like that, where like they would take donkeys from away from like workmen and things. Like these these donkeys are being abused, and there's two, there's two, they're being overworked, but they're going out. They're like, We give them a place and we give them a home and we look after them. And you're going, Um, are there not kind of bigger problems in India, you know? (laughs) Imagine just like being on the poverty line like like having to work your arse off with food your family have to go off to the big city to send money back and uh, your family split apart it's difficult times and somebody sitting out in the middle of bumfuck bum nowhere being like oh the donkeys is happy though it's fine
1: on on the subject of um obviously like of uh, like india and all that kind of stuff like mm. is a bit off topic but I could not fucking believe that that this was a thing because I thought it was like done in pretty poor fucking taste. Right. But, but it had me and Jane on the edge of our seats. Obviously, like we've now unlocked this whole different sort of sort of parental uh mode. In yeah. That, uh we essentially any kid from any fucking like background like is you know. You don't want them to like you don't want little kids to suffer type thing. No. That's obviously quite heightened. Like it's that anyway, but it's obviously quite heightened right now. So we I can imagine sitting, we were just sitting off chilling, watching uh something on YouTube. Halfway through, obviously you've got, got YouTube like linked up to the telly. So mm. halfway through whatever it was we were watching, I can't remember what it was, but I remember the advert, right? This <laughs> it's 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 funny but it's not it's oh like the way that it was done is like wow i cannot well, fucking believe you stretched just, that far
0: just to jump in funny but it's not this entire
1: podcast well <laughs> yeah, that's the tagline
0: <laughs> but okay back onto this harrowing so, thing that i am trying to make a joke out
1: of so um comes up with like this little this little indian girl is being taken in by uh like a white middle-class family somewhere mm. in london and a thing comes up for like an adoption agency and me and jane are both like you know what? Like, do the whole what whoa what what, what, what what the fuck's this? this is a fucking heavy salad and so it plays for about a minute minute and a half something like that <laughs> and it's going through how the kid can't settle um she's obviously in like a completely different country she's come from yeah. india to be adopted by these like english people all that kind of stuff um and it shows like the mum or the dad bringing them like a fucking peanut butter sandwich or something like that you know like the fucking blandest of bland british food like yeah fucking cheese butty or whatever it was settling love
0: it's about to right. get
1: mild oh yeah um and so the sort of the play on on emotions was like it's set it's set you up for this like you know heartwarming thing. Yeah, she's gonna be. Then, so she ignores this. She ignores the sandwich, like doesn't touch it. Falls asleep. Is like asleep on the floor because she doesn't want to sleep in the bed that they've given her. All this kind of stuff, and it's like yeah, tugging at the heartstrings. Like, yeah, and it shows you like the mum and dad having a fucking great time in the kitchen making a curry, right? And it's an advert for a fucking curry company. What and I was like, what the fuck? And I like turned to Jane and went, That had you proper sucked in, didn't it? Because it had me sucked in. I was like, oh like almost, almost in tears for this little kid. And then it's so, some fucking so, co- like some curry company. So
0: this child that has been you know, has for whatever reasons, let's say they're let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say this child for whatever reason. Had to move Mm. thousands of miles to somewhere where maybe they don't know the language, they don't know any of the people, they don't know the weather that you know, the the smells that you it's not, it's not what home looks like. And they go, Oh, they've moved, and and she's having a really tough time. So I
1: imagine emotionally invested, they go,
0: It's gonna be okay, they're gonna make a curry,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that was the thing that I was like, Wow, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a fucked up like way of trying to sell your curry. Like, yeah,
0: sorry. And so the child will just be fine. They're implying the child will be fine when it has some Indian food. I imagine probably from a jar or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, that's it. Like, yeah, that seems like I'm pretty sure like if my dog is a little bit upset and if I give him some food. Like he goes, oh, I'm buzzing now. I imagine yeah. the emotional complexities of an adopted child mm. may be slightly more than a Labrador.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, fucking hell. I could could not fucking believe that. But with you saying the thing about um about the, the donkeys, donkeys ch- in India, yeah, that just like clicked clicked into my head. I, like, <laughs> I can't believe. I, I I actually needed to get it out of my system. That that was a thing because it just didn't really feel like it was an appropriate like advert. Yeah. It's it just seemed very.
0: Oh, we like... know we we know we we know you miss your family, but we've made a uh, we've made some jalefrazy. Um probably gonna yeah, taste nothing yeah.
1: like what, what you might have had in your yeah. own native country. <laughs>
0: We're white, so we've overcooked the shit out of the rice. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's kind of a sloppy mess. You know, we've not drained it properly, we've not rinsed it beforehand. It's boiling a bag. It's boiling a bag. It's fine. You do that at home, don't you? You boil it in a bag. You know, we've made too much rice. And also, would you like some you know, would you like a crusty loaf with it? Crusty yeah. loaf, maybe a bit of garlic bread with it. You better dip in bit of in. yeah ridiculous.
1: yeah ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous. Look, like but
0: well, how they could I've just been... think that was a good idea <laughs> somebody had a meeting about that uh, more yeah, than I'm one sure meeting about we'll it yeah. yeah then yeah. after they had a meeting about it somebody approved it put up money for it hired actors hired a set hired people to operate a camera and a fucking director and everybody went yeah, we'll do this. This will be fine. It, it's, it's okay. It'll come together in the edit. It'll come together in the edit. It'll come together after afterwards. Yeah. Just just imagine just imagine waking up and two weird white people just hand you a weird approximation. Like yeah. that would be like that would be like me as a child waking up in, let's say, rural China, and someone has for 30 seconds seconds microwaved a potato and gone. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think I'd be like, oh well, no, I'm sorted now. <laughs> Do you know who I don't miss anymore? My family. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've got yeah. this. I've got this particularly disgusting spud. Thank you so much. <laughs> you couldn't even go. Should you really be adopted children? If you, if you, I think that should be a thing. If you're adopted, if you're making a curry and you're using it, to, you know, you cook the chicken and you just heat up some sauce. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Onto the adoption agency. Also, how sinister how that was directed at you.
1: I know, like that. I like thought that was pretty fucked up because, like, at first it, it comes up with like an adoption agency advert. So you're just thinking, "Whoa, what the fuck's this?" Like, yeah, is this like a sort of dramatization of like a a, a real life situation? because like, oh, oh no, it's a it's an advert for like a fucking instant. Uh, instant curry or sauce jar of curry yeah like that i, I don't really think that, that that's okay or a, a appropriate to be holy doing. Sh- <laughs> was, let's say yeah. for
0: example let's say for example it was some sort of like how, like other ways what other ways does that work what other nationalities do you go to where you just mm-hmm. go you find them you see their thing and you go, you know, whatever their quote unquote national thing. So, if there's an American child in, in London and they, you're going to, I can't settle and all. But somebody comes in, all he hears, hand him a shotgun. <laughs> now it feels like I've done it. It's not at the minute for somebody, I think, is it over the past year, on average, one toddler has shot a person a week, one a week, because the Yanks aren't great at, you know. You know, maybe putting the guns in a fucking high place.
1: Yeah. Fair place to the toddlers. Maybe they were just like fucking pissed off with like the shit food they've been getting. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last time you make that shit curry, mom. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: They're fucking damn yanks. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like that level of but just them. but like that wasn't one guy in a room mm. going, I'm gonna film yeah. this. That was a group of people got together. And you know, somebody patted somebody in the back for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Look at what a great job we've done.
0: It would be far better, though, if they ended up, out. it would be better. If you want to target ads at new parents, target adoption charities at them. Because I guarantee you, if that had gone, if you give £10 today, you probably would have given money because it would have suckered you right in. Because I know it suckered you in because you went, it lasted for a minute and a half and you mm. didn't hit the skip ad button.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's
0: when you're really, you know, the, the only ones that I get suckered in by is sometimes because I'm a man of an age, I get like ads for like NFT style things. Mm. And it's like a 20 minute ad. And it's some guy who's like, you know, has that sort of HGH head, that massive head. They're kind of red. They've got like the veins going. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and they're 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 built but kind of oddly like they're holding a lot of water. And they're like a nice suit, and it's like and they're like they look just like sweaty and tense, and they're like, Do you want to know how I made my first million? And I'm yeah. like, I kind of want to watch it then because I'm like, where's this gonna go? Or the the classic, there's a woman pops up every once in a while, she's like, How I make a hundred thousand a month. Um, not working, I work four hours a month selling things on Amazon, and I'm just like, I don't believe you, yeah. I don't believe you. And I kind of want to watch the whole thing, but then I know if I watch the whole thing, my ads will You'll really
1: be fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but to go on to my next stupid thing that I have for you, um because I can't say this, but you maybe can. You know the concept of dueling, like off of the yeah. olden days? Like yeah. two guy, pistols at dawn, 10 paces in turn,
1: that sort yeah, of shit. To a duel.
0: Yeah. Aaron so, and Hamilton. Yeah, because I was watching that the, the other week, because I recommended it to my dad, because I was like, it's actually, he's like, oh, I don't know what I was like, it actually is really, really good. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> looking into like, you, you, you're watching something that you've seen before and you've got the phone there and you're just like, you start looking at dueling and then it ends up four hours later, you're on the Wikipedia page for rope. <laughs> so basically I uh, I got into it and I found uh, possibly the stupidest duel. Well, not the stupidest, but probably the most extravagant that I've ever, you know, maybe not heard of all of that many du- duels, but I just noted this down because it was, one of the stupidest things I've ever heard of. So, uh, a lot of the time, duels wouldn't end in death. Like, they people would go out; they would make a show, and they would maybe fire the gun in the air, for to the ground, and also like people missed an awful lot. Mm-hmm. So, but in the early 1800s in France, uh, it was really, really, really popular. Uh, was it uh, the reign of Henry the Fourth in France? more than 4000 french quote unquote gentlemen lost their lives in an 18 year period yeah during the reign of louis the which is in roman numerals so well done me it is reported that the ordinary conversation in the morning was do you know who fought yesterday and after dinner it was do you know who fought this morning so people are just constantly fucking dueling it's the, it's it's the of the day it's the thing yeah yeah, yeah. in a 20 year period 8,000 pardons were issued for murders associated with duels, right? So that's sort of the stage being set. But in 1808, when, you know, Napoleon, you know, big little Napoleon's in charge, uh, I think possibly the stupidest uh, duel took place. So essentially, two fellas fell out because they, uh, so to quote here, it originated over a celebrated opera dancer at the Paris Opera named Mademoiselle Trivet. Trivet? Trivet? T-I-R-E-V-I-T. Uh, she was being, and I like, just want to quote this language out right? she was being kept by Monsieur de Grandpre, but became involved with Monsieur Lapique. And both men laid claim to her heart. And it was decided the only way the men could resolve the situation was with a duel. Not down to her whatsoever, just straight down to we're going to fight over this. But whoever you know, whoever wins gets her. Except yeah. this was a this was a um, this was a deal with a difference because it used hot air balloons. So yeah. to ensure it was fair, the men constructed identical balloons. They decided to use a thing called a blunderbuss, which is like a big like a big bore, like a, a hand fired gun. But with a big opening, so you could fire a bigger projectile. Uh, they wouldn't fire at each other; they would fire at the balloons themselves. Uh, the idea was that the shot would hit the balloon, which would poke a hole in it, and it would crash. So, uh, uh what day was it on? Oh, on the third of May, eighteen oh eight. They got you. Know, they go down. They get into their balloons. At nine o'clock in the morning, the cords are cut and they start to float up. The balloons ascended the gardens. Uh there were a lot of onlookers, and at the time they thought it was a race. So everybody, all these people just walking by like, oh, good luck, enjoy yourself, have fun out there. Uh so as the balloons ascended, the wind was blowing moderately from the northwest. The balloons rose to a height of about a half a mile and were separated at a distance of about 80 yards. Uh, when a predetermined signal was given from below and the duel commenced. Le Piquet fired his first shot and missed. Grandpierre then fired. Grandpierre's shot hit its mark and Le Piquet's balloon collapsed and descended with fearful rapidity. So he fell out of the fucking sky. Uh, They were, yeah, they were quote-unquote dashed to pieces on a housetop. So somebody had to refix a roof because you can imagine, you know, the old, the old building work maybe wasn't fantastic in 1808 and wasn't really made up for a guy to fall a guy and his balloon to fall from half a mile straight onto your roof so uh yeah <laughs> the uh yeah uh, the victor grand uh, monsieur grandpierre celebrated uh he uh so he landed again uh he apparently then won Trivet's heart or at least that is what the two men believed as they thought Trivet would bestow smiles on the survivor so they just like instead of going sorry which one of us do you like because you know even if let's say take it at her worst she was just in it for the money they both had balloon money in 1808 and instead of just asking hey do you want to go with me or do you want to go with him mm. they decided no, who's gonna you know, who's gonna uh you know, you know, we'll have to one of us is going to have to die for this to work. Which is a level of like I how did we get this far as a species where we get things we invent things like balloons and then we go, no, we could definitely kill each other with these. <laughs> yeah. We could definitely use this to see to see which one the woman wants to marry. So that was, uh, that's been, that, that's that been my week of, uh, of, uh, of, of reading of, 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 of the, of the out there. It was a lot of elves.
1: There was. Uh, yeah. Wasn't so sure I'd... where that was going to end.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> he just frigging. <laughs> yeah. He was dashed off of a house. And like, also, the best bit about it is in a duel, you have to have a second. So you have to have, like, yeah. if you chicken out, somebody else is going to, like, be your backup. Going
1: for it, yeah.
0: So, the PKs, the guy that lost, his mate also died for a girl that he didn't love and had nothing to do with. He was just his backup and died as well in, the, in his mate's balloon. Also, how the fuck do you miss a balloon? Like, it's a fucking balloon. You just pop the... Sorry, shouldn't have said not in the podcast. I'll bleep that. I'll bleep that. and that. Shit. <laughs> oh, but I think on that various note, we're... Various mishaps. Oh, we love a good mishap. That's why we're called the misgroove podcast, mate. Yeah. So do us a favour. Check out the Liverpool Strength Co. UK. Get in touch with Martin. Come down and train. And I'll talk to you about balloons. We'll talk to you about dogs. We'll talk to you about whatever you want. It's all fine. Uh, especially whenever we're not recording it, because then we can talk about whatever. It's absolutely fine. Uh, I'm at Ad Casey. You're at, at Marty underscore Kimbo. The gym's at, at the Liverpool Strength Co. Where, where are we at? Oh, at the Miss Groove podcast as well. That's always a good one to remember, isn't it? And don't forget Miss Groove 10. Miss Groove 10. off your subscription for life with our good friends at Crosby Coffee. And on that note, I feel we say,